Financial services organizations have lost many billions of dollars to fraudsters in recent years. One of the most lucrative schemes and scams out there involves identity theft that results in criminals being able to take over customer accounts. How can banks and credit unions better protect themselves and their customers? On this week's podcast, we'll take on that question and more with Lance Hood, Senior Director of Authentication Services at Newstar. Actionable insights can help power smart decisions. Each week, the BAI Banking Strategies podcast focuses on important issues facing financial services leaders, as well as the emerging trends that are rapidly reshaping the financial industry. I'm Terry Badger, your host and the managing editor at BAI. Pull up a chair and join us. In recent years, fraudsters have been increasingly focused on identity theft to try to take control of customer bank accounts. This targeting has ramped up further as a result of COVID-19. Our guest on the Banking Strategies podcast is Lance Hood, Senior Director of Authentication Services at Newstar. He joins us to talk about current trends in fraud attacks and how financial services providers can better protect themselves and their customers. Lance, thanks for being with us. Thank you. It is a pleasure to be here. So let's start with a little background on what Newstar does, who you do it for within the financial services industry. We are fundamentally an identity services company, and ultimately our goal is to help organizations, including banks and other financial organizations, to better interact with their prospects or their customers. So whether that's from a marketing context or your customer services function or even uh, sales, for example. And so what we really do that makes us unique in the market is to uh, link sort of real world identities to the places and to the devices that people use. And that enables us to allow our customers to better identify users and to better establish the legitimacy of that identity. And so we can help customers better understand who's on their website, how well their advertising is working, when they ought to call a customer and even how to identify a customer that's phoning into a contact center. And that's the particular piece of Newstar's business that I'm responsible for. My understanding is that you do focus on account takeover type fraud activity. Scale-wise, where does this fit into the broader fraudster universe, if you will? Can you put some numbers to account takeover and maybe tell us a little about some of the current trends you're seeing, who's doing it, how sophisticated they are, that sort of thing? Absolutely. You know, an account takeover is is really the friction point that makes delivering service difficult, whether you're delivering through service to a website or or through a call center, because you want to service customers, but you've got fraudsters that are attacking. And unfortunately, the attacks and, and the desire to take over accounts within the financial services industry has been growing for really the past three years. It's been growing ever since chip credit cards were introduced that made uh, card present fraud more difficult. And so one of the new lines of business that has opened up for fraudsters is to put more emphasis behind the ATO business model. Javelin, which is a, a research firm, has been documenting about a 70% year-over-year increase in ATO attempts and the latest numbers from 2018 to 2019, and with average fraud losses going up at the same time. Uh, SIFT is another analyst firm indicated about a 282% increase between 2019 and 2020 in Q2. And that's really where you start to see the impact that COVID has had. So there is this ongoing trend of more emphasis by fraudsters on taking over accounts, augmented or you know just accelerated by COVID. Those are some pretty big numbers. I mean, really big year over year changes. I, I guess we shouldn't be surprised 
given all of the disruptions to financial services caused by COVID-19, be it to bank workforces, call center operations, all of that. But with all of this upswing uh, related to COVID, how much pressure is that putting on folks like you who are you know, kind of wearing the white hats here? It's a challenge. And we really work on behalf of, of our customers and trying to help them adapt. And in terms of the stress, it's really ultimately the stress on the frontline agents that matters the most. Because if you think about the tactics that Fraudsters user account takeovers. Ultimately, they want to do what's called social engineering of, of agents. They want to convince them to do something they're not supposed to do in terms of revealing information that ultimately can lead to an account takeover. And what has COVID done? It's put all these agents at home, or many of them at least. It's created a lot of unforeseen and unexpected changes in the marketplace that have in turn driven new behaviors for calling activity. So the original CARES Act, for example, created stimulus payments that led to huge volumes of calls into banking institutions. The drop in the stock market uh, that occurred just after COVID came out caused a huge increase in, in calls coming into financial institutions that offered brokerage services. And just in general, it's created, COVID has created a lot of unusual situations that people find phone calls the best way to address those. So you have agents at home, huge amounts of volume, under tremendous amount of stress, which really you know, puts them in a prime position to be socially engineered. So one of the things that teams have to be very careful about is with fraudsters attacking and all this stress going on is to just arbitrarily start increasing efforts to better authenticate, better identify callers, and then just adding more friction, which can turn into more, you know, increases in average handle time. So a lot of that can be very stressful. And I think one of the keys that we see is to really help agents by separating out the most likely trusted callers from the risky callers as soon as possible. That can take stress off of these agents and hopefully they can keep their white hats on. You're kind of laying out the prevention side of the work, you know, the authentication side that you're involved with. There's also the detection side. And these different perspectives, these different priorities, prevention and detection within the call center, how do they relate to one another or influence one another, maybe even help one another? Exactly. Well, I think you're right that there is a, sometimes a tension between the, the operational benefits of evaluating callers and the, the fraud detection benefits. You know, ultimately, there's a lot of, uh, I think, movement within the industry to try to find tools or services that can deliver on both sides. Authentication wants, you know, more self-service and shorter average handle times and lower costs. And, you know, the fraud teams want to detect more attacks and do it with reasonable false positive rates. I think one of the common denominators that helps both is to early on identify a flow of trusted callers. If you can identify pre-answer through technologies like ours that inspect that inbound call from the calling device all the way to the call center in order to identify that the vast majority of those callers are legitimate. Legitimate. That has huge operational benefits, but it's also operationally valuable for the fraud team because they don't need to spend precious people or services that they subscribe to interrogating and looking for fraud in a pool of callers that can be identified pre-answer to be fraud-free, essentially. And so there's a lot of benefits to the fraud team from a strong authentication process. And of course, if you're also identifying accurately these trusted callers, which again are the majority of your callers, pre-answer, you're not going to inadvertently apply a fraud tool to one of those and trigger them as a potential fraudster and just create more false positives, which again, degrades the efficiency of the fraud team. It's an interesting point that you're making. Financial services companies are always mindful of that balance between customer security and customer experience. The shorter hold times, 
quicker resolutions, things like that within the context of a secure environment. So how much does the pursuit of that balance between protection and ease of use, how much does that figure into how you approach what you do? Well, it figures into it very heavily. And I think one of the core principles underlying our offering is that we deliver results pre-answer. And that is a unique way that enables operational teams running call centers to take advantage of knowing they have a trustworthy caller in advance. They can reduce the friction of any additional authentication that takes place with those callers so they give a better customer experience, a better agent experience. They're spending less time typically interrogating callers so they can drive down average handle time and costs. And at the same time, they're better securing value. So I think from this, that standpoint, there's really this trifecta of improved customer experience, better efficiency, and better security. And those things often trade off. And then I think for the fraud teams, most fraud teams need to get information they use to assess an attack after they've engaged with the caller. So they're either listening to the caller or they're listening to background noise on the call or they're tracking what the caller is saying. But when you can provide a signal to those teams pre-answer, you significantly improve their ability to to actually detect and find that fraudster too. Before you've even engaged with them, maybe you're going to send them to a different call center agent to process them. You don't have to wait until the call is engaged. So I think when you get to this level of a pre-answer solution, you can eliminate a lot of that trade-off between the fraud perspective and the operations perspective and truly create a win-win scenario. Authentication, Lance, it sounds like a pretty straightforward concept, you know, though we all know there's a lot of complexity involved in actually doing it, a lot going on in the background. Can you give us a little bit more about the authentication process, how it's evolved over time, and what the current state of the art is when it comes to protecting customer accounts pre-answer, as you say? Just roll the clock back a little bit. If you were running a call center in the 1980s or the 70s or uh, the 90s, you could rely on the claimed phone number that came in when a call connected to be accurate. Right? And it turned out to be super strong way in order to be able to identify who a caller is and establish their legitimacy because you know they're calling from this phone number that's the phone number you have on file it is your customer and that's how call centers operated you know for 30 or 40 years and that unfortunately changed in around 2003 when the internet and the global phone network connected together and what that did was that solid connection between the phone number and the phone got broken because fraudsters could jump on the internet using what was called a spoof tool and they could imitate phone numbers into a call center and they could pretend to be one of your customers. So this method of relying on the phone number degraded and that's really what led us into another phase of, well, if we can't trust the phone number anymore, we better start interrogating these people by asking them lots of questions. And unfortunately, that got undermined as well because of all the data hacks we're familiar with and consumers are pumping all sorts of personal information out on social networking sites, which are in many cases the answers to all the questions that a bank wants to ask these callers in order to identify them. And so that's really what's created the dilemma that our technology and others you know, seek to address by putting in new forms of strong authentication. And in our case, what we're doing in some respects is going back to the past of establishing the uh, reliability of that claim phone number. But unfortunately, you can't just rely on what shows up uh, at the enterprise from your 
telephone company anymore. What we do is we go back and inspect that call to ensure that, yes, it really is that calling device associated with the number that's making the call. And I think as we look to the future, we'll also look to other technologies that are just more solid than relying on knowledge-based authentication. And I would also note that it looks like NIST, which is the National Institute of Standards and Technology, part of the federal government, in their authentication updates coming out in 2021, will probably very strongly encourage everyone in industry to move away from knowledge-based authentication entirely. I would think for financial services providers, getting the authentication part right, being able to tell who's the legitimate customer and who's the potential bad actor right there at the front door, this can not only save them some peace of mind, but also save them some money, right? So we've done a number of studies with some of our customers. Uh, just as far as general uh, financial metrics, we typically see our customers reducing the amount of agent time on knowledge-based authentication about 80%. Many of our best customers, they'll just ask the caller their name if we have determined it's a legitimate phone call from a number on file. Often that 80% reduction in KBA will often translate into about a 20% reduction in average call time. And so that then translates into typically a 20% potential for cost reduction because you simply don't need as many agents anymore to answer phone calls because they're helping people, not interrogating them. Now, some of the other benefits that we've seen are higher customer satisfaction scores. Um, we had a couple of clients do this where there was about a 10% higher satisfaction. And one of the more Interesting ones I recently heard about was that uh, one of our customers was looking at what are the strongest determinants of upsell, product upsells by their customer service team. Turned out being authenticated through our service was the number one predictor of successful upsell because ultimately avoiding that interrogation process put callers in a better mood. They're more receptive to hearing about new products or services they could buy. So there are a lot of economic benefits, certainly on the cost side, customer experience side, but also potentially even on the revenue side. Happy customer, profitable customer. We've been talking mostly from the institutional standpoint, from the call center standpoint, but speaking of the customer, how much of a weak link is the customer in the account takeover industry and what can be done about that either either from your side or from the bank side the key to this is customers can have their accounts better protected if they do a couple of things in collaboration with their banks and in the first from our standpoint would be try to call your bank from your mobile phone that's a, a unique device the fraudsters are not going to get access to that and a system like ours can really help establish the legitimacy of that caller when they're calling in. And instead of, say, calling in from your business where you could be behind any different device, that's a, a more difficult call in order to provide a trust indication on. So use that mobile phone. Mobile phones are really becoming the standard for consumer identification, authentication across the board, right? You go into a Starbucks, you can use your mobile phone to uh, buy a cappuccino now. So Nowhere is the use of that mobile phone a more logical form of consumer authentication than when you're actually using it to make a phone call. I think banks can encourage customers to call from their mobile phones. And the second is use other technologies. Voice bio is a complementary technology. It does typically require an enrollment process by the consumers, but consumers should go ahead and enroll in those systems. When you start to layer together things like voice bio and uh, ours which is device ownership authentication, you really create the best system, both for your own customer experience as a caller, but also you're better protecting your account. So out in the authentication world, there's this thing called stir shaken. 
It has nothing to do with James Bond and martinis, at least as so far as I can tell. But, you know, maybe let me put it out to you. What is stir shaken? How does it work? And where does it fit into what you're trying to do in preventing account takeovers? Well, I'll first say I wish it had more to do with martinis than it does. Um, but uh, working through working through the implementation of stir shaken is is definitely a challenge that many of us in the industry are going through. So just as background, if you're not familiar with that term at all, the FCC in collaboration with the telephone companies are trying to solve the spoof robocall problem to your mobile phone which I think every one of us experiences and the consequence of that is we don't pick up our phones anymore if we don't know the number. And what Stirshaken does is allows the telephone company that's originating a call into the phone network to digitally sign an attestation as to how trustworthy that call was. The idea being that when the telephone company that is responsible for your mobile phone picks up that call and gets ready to deliver it to you, they can inspect that Uh, attestation from that originating carrier and make some good decisions about whether to give you that call or not, or whether to send you a checkbox or something like that on your phone. So consumers will be more capable of picking up calls. The same technology can and will in the future have benefits to an enterprise call center in terms of being able to detect potentially spoof calls. So there's a lot more to come in that area. I think the important thing is Dershaking can be a new contributor to helping to establish the legitimacy of a call into a, a bank's call center, uh, but it's certainly it's not a panacea, it's not a replacement for an authentication process, but it will be a useful new indicator for a, some subset of calls that come into a call center. So Lance, let's uh, finish up by looking forward uh, in time a little bit. 2021 for the coming year, what trend or trends do you see shaping up or solidifying that may be particularly impactful on the the fraud prevention, fraud detection, authentication in in the world where you operate. So, I mean, it can be in the context of fraud-related activity, technology gains and fighting back, or whatever else you're ready to be a fearless forecaster about. What do you got? Well, I I think I started to allude to this earlier, but I think that what we're going to see is a more rapid adoption of sort of layered authentication approaches, layered fraud fighting that uses technology that really fit into either what's called the ownership factor category, which is you're in possession of your phone. What can we learn about you from that perspective? That's clearly where at Newstar we fit. But in more inherent space technologies, things that look at you from your voice, you know, physically or behaviorally about you. So voice biometric based authentication or risk detection probably being the best example. So I think what you're going to see is a much more rapid adoption of these layered approaches. So even regional banks and credit unions need to be thinking not just how am I going to reduce the amount of knowledge-based authentication, but how am I going to get rid of it entirely? And you're not going to get rid of it entirely with just one other approach. It's going to take different approaches that combine together. And I think that what we're already seeing in the market is growing interest in those kind of solutions. And I think that in combination, all of these technologies brought together, you know, will better protect accounts from criminals. They'll deliver a better and more automated experience for callers and, and help with the overall efficiency that banks and other financial institutions um, have in how they provide call center operations. A lot of moving parts and a lot at stake for financial providers in getting this right to protect themselves and their customers. So Lance Hood, Senior Director of Authentication Efforts at Newstar, thank you again for sharing your knowledge and perspectives with us on the BAI Banking Strategies podcast. You're most welcome. Thanks for having me. 
A few takeaways from our conversation with New Star's Lance Hood. First, account takeover by fraudsters has been on the upswing for the past few years, and the COVID pandemic created a further escalation. The numbers have skyrocketed this year. The latest quarterly statistics show nearly a 300% increase in ATO attempts in 2020. This is ratcheting up pressure on frontline call center agents whose work lives are already complicated by higher call volumes overall and doing their work from home. Efforts to prevent fraud have to coexist with the desire of financial services providers to offer a pleasant customer experience. It's that balance between security and ease of use. Lance says the two imperatives actually fit well together. Authenticating callers before their call is even answered enables more self-service options and shorter handling times if a customer rep has to get involved. The result is a better experience for customers. And finally, as Lance looks ahead into 2021, he sees the phone playing an even greater role in the fight against fraud. He envisions financial providers hastening their embrace of a multi-layer authentication process based on the customer being in possession of their phone. This includes more of a role for tech-driven solutions like voice biometrics and correspondingly, less reliance on knowledge-based authentication that is less secure for the customer. Thank you for joining us for this BAI Banking Strategies podcast. We hope you'll be with us for our next conversation on a key issue facing the financial services industry.